This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today I'm talking about In Space, No One Can See You Hide the Evidence. Crimes in Space! <laughs> Welcome to part 12, my final Worldcon, Con Zealand panel write-up. The panelists for the titular panel were as follows. Trish Matson as moderator, Valerie Valdez, Carl Fink, and Kat Clay. The panel description was brief and to the point, probably because the title covered it all. <clears throat> it was, <clears throat> the panel discusses SF mystery set in space, period. So before we get into that, though, what is crime? Wherever you find people, you find good people and you find bad people. But what makes certain people's behavior bad? Well, there is typically an official and or unofficial codification of what is and isn't acceptable behavior in a society. Hurting people, putting others at risk, and taking advantage of others to their detriment usually tops the list. These days, the law of your country and the society in which you find yourself defines what is and isn't a crime. In our own world, we see groups like Black Lives Matter protesting what they see as the law being excessively enforced against Black Americans, among others, without accountability. We also see justice somehow coming down on the side with more money, more often than statistically it really should. So in speculative fiction, though, we often set humanity in situations where through ignorance or willingly or not, the humans or the aliens hurt one another. In the classic Orson Scott Card Enders game series, the bugs had a hive mind and didn't realize that killing individual bodies was ending the consciousness of another sentient being forever, give or take some sort of afterlife or reincarnation. So what does that mean? Well, first let's talk about the types of crime novels when you're getting ready to write about crime. You can have cozy mysteries, you can have thrillers, suspense, private eye, classic detective like locked room mysteries, police procedurals, hard boiled like the film noir kind of vibe, and capers. Who doesn't like a good caper? So there are some things you need to think about when writing crime in speculative fiction. First off, let's, let's really concentrate on the three things you need to focus on when creating, writing these laws. Is in your story, who created those laws? Very often in speculative fiction and often in life, the people creating the laws don't really expect them to be enforced on themselves or their family. It's for lesser people. And they bring their own prejudices and assumptions about quote-unquote, those types of people. Uh, on the other hand, creating laws, sometimes you have people who see an idealized 
view of the world, who are out of touch with the realities of necessities and life and the deviousness of people. If you're in a closed environment, like a generational ship, think um, migrating to another planet and it's going to take seven generations. It would likely be the officer level crew making the laws, like the captain and their assistants and stuff. So next we got to think about who is enforcing these laws. We expect it to be brave people and or artificial intelligences who follow the letter of the law with a compassionate but far from naive interpretation. That's not always the case. In some societies, bribes are so expected, you can write them off as business expenses. Often, people from a particular class or background end up in law enforcement. Uh, those enforcing the law see people on their worst day, or only the worst sorts of people, and it can jade them such that they come to expect that sort of bad behavior from everyone. And that sort of attitude can lead them to prioritize their own over justice or the law. On that generational ship, it would likely be the enlisted level crew enforcing the laws, AKA those red shirts. They have authority, but... Thirdly, who is being policed? We expect it to be everyone equally with none above the law. Historically, we have often seen poor areas heavily policed and heavily punished in an attempt to deter crime, while better off areas were less heavily policed and their residents punished with a gentler touch. And of course, those with money can often make trouble with the law just go away. It used to be children getting in trouble in school would end up in suspension in school or out. Now, cops are called, charges are filed, and jail is becoming common. So let's go back to this generational ship example. Most of the policing would be of the passengers, but are all passengers created equal? Are there some who paid for a large suite for their families while others bought just a bunk? Are there criminals assigned to the ship to work off their debts, like England used to ship people off to Australia? What happens to those later generations? Do these roles become a sort of caste system? So let's really dive into that speculative fiction aspect. When creating speculative fiction crimes, you've got to really think about what sort of technical limitations you have. If you're in a futuristic world, do you have cameras? If you have magic, can you just cast a truth spell or a seeing spell? With the tech level, for less advanced societies, don't give them modern forensics. And for more advanced societies, think about how far forensics has come in the last century and extrapolate. One tip, play fair with the reader. If you're writing a whodunit in space, you want to establish what the laws are and at least hint at what the technology is capable of it. Mystery writers typically enjoy stories better if they can work it out for themselves in advance from the clues 
without it being too blatant. Or at least it makes sense in retrospect. If you make the twist something that wasn't explained, the readers will feel cheated. And as we all know, readers who feel cheated leave one-star bashing reviews. Another thing to think about is if there are AIs, artificial intelligence beings, and if so, maybe they're the criminal or the tool used to commit the crime. Perhaps they could be the detective, and maybe there's something in their programming that prevents them from solving the crime. You can do a lot of fun things. Some of the best speculative mysteries are when the world building sets up the so-called smoking gun, where it's only obvious in retrospect. So another thing to think about when making crimes in space is who counts as people. If you can create backups of people from their last transporter session or from clones, maybe it's not murder. Are clones people? What about species we may or may not recognize as fully sentient? And should we enforce our morality and expectations on alien societies? Personal note, I will always believe that the moment a clone experiences life differently from the original, they are creating their own memories and are their own person with all the rights that entails. Why, yes, I am a second-born identical twin. Why do you ask? So, next up, let's talk about all the book recommendations. They'll be in the comments below. But uh, first off, we have The Caves of Steel and The Naked Sun from the Robot series uh, by Isaac Asimov. The Long Arm of Jill Hamilton by Larry Niven. Six Wakes by Mer Lafferty. Retrieval Artist Series by Kristen Catherine Roosh, All Systems Red, The Murderbot Series by Martha Wells, A Pale White in the Black by KB Wagers, A Memory Called Empire by Arkady Martin, The Lord Darcy Series by Randall Garrett, The Depossessed, An Ambiguous Utopia by Ursula Le Guin, and Unkindness of Ghosts by Rivers Solomon, Ethan of Athos by Lois Bujold, the short story, and then there were N-1 in the Uncanny Magazine by Sarah Pinsker, Revelation Space by Alistair Reynolds, and Deadly Litter with two T's, James White. So, what other things do you consider when you set a crime in space? And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.